I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Mig, Mig, today, a rogue padron. Here we go, babes. Music for the ages. Uncomfortable pheromones. All pheromones are uncomfortable. <laughs> um, the word, the word pheromone <laughs> itself extremely is uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I, it is. I don't like the way it's spelled. Like I'm sorry. It, it is. The word isn't here a couple times, Heath. I apologize. I don't like the way it, it looks on the page. <laughs> Intrusive thoughts of fungus and Kairos is still Kairos. Why wouldn't you just say ash? Why do you have to say intrusive thoughts of fungus? <laughs> Is that like an Italian thing? Like, <laughs> like severely owning yourself? Is that an Italian thing? No, no. I'm just a fungus that has a lot of intrusive thoughts. <laughs> oh, I thought like you were just thinking of mushrooms like all the time. Yeah, I think what's happening here is that someone is having intrusive thoughts of fungus, but it's interesting <laughs> that you're a fungus with intrusive thoughts. Like yeah. that's worth exploring too. <laughs> There's a, wow. something going on here. <laughs> Listen, you're not my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue 3 standing by. One question for our listeners, though, is which of the five biological kingdoms of life do each of the hosts represent? Or actually, Meg, you can have that for a host intro sometime. I will. I will take that and put it in the bank for later. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm a marsupial. I don't know if that's a thing, but I hope that's it is. Not, it's not. It's uh, not one of the five hello, kingdoms. Hello, listeners. <laughs> make up new ones. <laughs> hello, listeners. Welcome to season twenty, mission one, episode one hundred and fifty-four of rogue padrim tonight we, we are uh, one season away from being legally able to drink finally we're already I mean, legal here nothing stopped us before <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying oops we no longer have to use these fake ids all the time you know yeah <laughs> um tonight we are going to be starting victory's price by alexander shadowson freed uh, but before we jump into that here's a quick reminder of our hosts. If Seth, Rogue Seven, was a tech issue that podcasters already knew about, but everybody else found out about in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> she would be forgetting that she's not muted and then saying something private or making weird noises somewhere in the background. <laughs> I have a really funny story about that for some time. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, about me or just in general? Just it. It's about me. It happened. Yeah, okay. Okay. Good. Like, good. I was like, "How did you know it about me?" Because uh, we podcast 154 episodes with you. Yeah. I don't know if oh, you that's so many the episodes. Shit we've heard, Seth. 
Danny, Rogue Six, would be ending the call before they save the chat or the recording, which they needed to do. And now they are just a little bit doomed and they have to come up with a creative solution because they didn't do that. Which Danny they- would do that because every time we record Rogue Padron, suddenly the call is over. I'm still like chatting with my we're friends, the, but we're in the middle Danny of the- just shuts it down. Danny has decided it's time to say goodbye and they end it. It's really hard to do the Irish goodbye when you're the host of the Zoom call. Every, <laughs> everyone notices in that case. And that's like my second Yeah, moves, everyone does so. notice. <laughs> Ash, Rogue Nine, would be constantly getting the everybody in the call off topic because their dogs keep getting in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Accurate, yeah. Um, and I, I picked that for Ash and not Danny because... Danny keeps the door closed. <laughs> I'm I'm Ash, sitting on a bed currently, and yeah, the dogs. Your dogs are disrespectful. Speaking of which, Tifa literally just topped up on the bed. Hi. I mean, Danny also has joint custody of the no dogs and another human who can take care of them at this time. Right. So yeah. Right. But let me tell you, during the workday, those dogs are all over my Zoom meetings. Yeah. Nine to five. <laughs> Heath, Rogue 3, would be the choppio audio, video, and lag because he was always behind during our video commentaries, no matter how many times he got synced up. I don't know, like, my laptop is cursed or haunted or, there's no explanation. It's so funny. There's no explanation for it. How are you always ahead? There's, I don't, it's kind of creeping me out. So I thought it was going to be because he is always behind on the reading. <laughs> Heath is just generally always just like a little bit slower on all things. <laughs> Heath is always just a little bit behind. Everyone. A little bit. And I'm Meg, rogue leader, and I would be making facial expressions that betray your true feelings <laughs> because you're lulled into a sense of security by thinking that, oh, it's just a video call. Oh, speaking of um the thing that I am, I did when I was still working at Starbucks. Um, I was on like a meeting call. We were doing all this new training shit for like being a supervisor or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you'd print out all the things and like read through them, but they were all like out of order for me because of how it printed. And so the district manager or whatever was like trying to explain things. And at the same time, I was trying to read through all things. I thought I was muted, and at some point I was reading. I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. And then I was like. Uh, was I muted? And the district manager was like, no, you weren't. And I was like, oh, no. I mean, we were doing a, uh, you know, how to be a good ally training. And then oh, no. one of the participants literally still had his camera on and unmuted. And he went and laid down to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> what a moose. <laughs> And then he emailed, he emailed after the call and was like, I think I got bumped from the call. <laughs> after like, Bro. we Bro. had, we had to kick him out because he started snoring and like everybody was like, uh, <laughs> I Bro. Was, I was like, Bro. We, have, we have all seen it and that we were able to ignore it and keep our composure, but the snoring is too much. He's got to Right. Go. Just like... And it wasn't, it wasn't even a call where you had to have your cam, just turn your camera off. Like, if you're just gonna. Nobody's gonna know if your camera and sound are off. No! <laughs> you didn't. 
I was in a I was in a call with my bandmate, and they and they meant to send me a private Zoom chat, which why they didn't text me, I don't know. <laughs> but he he was clowning on the person that was hiring us for a job. <laughs> oh no! And he put it in public Zoom chat. He basically said, "Oh, this is gonna be fun." When he meant it sarcastically, and he meant to send it to me privately. And they looked in the chat. They're like. What do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, we're going to have such a good time. Oh, uh, never forget the time I copy pasted an entire Rogue Padron show notes into the chat, a Zoom chat at work <laughs> for everyone to see. <laughs> you did that. It's so funny. The real reason I quit my job revealed. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine working with someone and they do notes. that. Not, not sorry, a show description, not show notes. But oh, it was basically just oh, like, okay. here are all the places to find Rogue Padron. Like, the, all the links that I have done my very best for four and a half years to never let any of these people out. ever see or hear about. It's just like... <laughs> Outing yourself as a podcaster? Yeah. Here's God, you can find on Twitter. On iTunes. On and like, it's like, there's like, Rogue <laughs> 6, Danny. Just don't, just don't ask me about it. I don't want it. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. It's, like, it's like one of those that has like a really weird episode title. It's just like, yeah, I forget nope. which one. It, I think it was what was it one of the Padrelorian ones, maybe? Oh so no, it was like yeehawing it or so. It was, <laughs> it was real bad. We're ruining two in this episode. Yep. All right. Having a granny slap a good time. I like blacked out. <laughs> That's slap the grannies. It's rogue Padre. <laughs> Do you Rogue Padron slapping grannies since 2019. <laughs> Anyways, hello to my 80 co who are now loyal <laughs> listeners of this podcast. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, sp- uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think I'd be doing this long enough to remember that. Speaking of liking and subscribing. <laughs> Speaking of liking and subscribing. I have a question about Star Wars. Ooh. Do I have a question about that? Yeah. So I've been thinking a lot, weirdly, about Star Wars video games this week. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That's weird. <laughs> Couldn't tell you why. Um, you know, mostly like old LucasArts Star Wars video mm. games. Um, okay. So if you could have like any kind of Star Wars video game exist, like you could just like snap your fingers and it exists, which one would you want? Um, I would like a Breath of the Wild style game um but taking place on endor yep are you playing as an ewok in this i think i kind of want to play as a not not necessarily a human but like a non-ewok with the ewoks yeah yeah and like like i have to convince them that to not like eat me um and that like we're gonna be friends and like right like i want to be Right, like I want to be like a himbo, like Link, like trying to get through it. Oh, <laughs> he's so stupid. Like, Ultimate so himbo. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to like try to begin through it, and then the Ewoks would be like, I love I... saying that Link is a himbo because you're Link. Link doesn't have any personality traits outside of the ones that you project onto, <laughs> and he. He is the perfect He's blank stupid. canvas to project himbo onto. My, my link is very stupid. I mean, especially <laughs> like Breath my of the link, Wild. My link like falls off of cliffs. Yeah, my link is at a bad time. Like, gets really cute outfits, like goes undercover, falls yep. in love with a giant shark king, like is pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
his, but like that <laughs> makes his way to a town and they're like you seem like you could help me find eggs that seems like the kind of person you are yes <laughs> yeah. let me go get those yeah. six chickens for you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the game i want this is gonna be so incredibly me and i apologize um i want a firewatch style game where you play as namir and delilah i don't know i think it's her name um is brand so you never see her um and it's like post all of this stuff when like twilight company has been like disbanded they're not needed anymore and they're on like outposts uh just kind of like keeping watch and so you have brand on the other side of your like fucking walkie talkie thing you're calm um and yeah it's like a mystery emotional coming to terms with uh isolation and losing everything I don't know why I always get Firewatch and The Witness mixed up in my head. They have a very similar aesthetic. Okay, that's probably why, yeah. but I, I just pictured The Witness and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Fire Firewatch, not The Witness, because I still haven't finished The Fucking Witness because it's really hard. Um, I can't yeah, I want a narrative sound game puzzles, like that. sound puzzles oh, I yeah. can't hear. Yeah. Sorry, this is completely unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want Firewatch. I want to be that kind of game, but with Brand and Namir would be great. Thanks. So, so like, so like post-war, but they're now they're stuck on two different asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're just like, well, hey, <laughs> they forgot about us again. <laughs> but they're really beautiful asteroids, so you yeah. get all the cool, yeah, gorgeous yeah, landscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, Meg kind of took mine. Um, but like second that and then just like any breath of the wild style game on any planet honestly yeah um mm. yeah you can do like dlc where you go to like another planet and like yeah. i don't care if it's a blatant ripoff of breath of the wild yeah. just yeah truly <laughs> and i think i'll just build <laughs> off that with my just big, like that again yeah my big breath of the wild wish is for a workout mode on breath of the wild um so i'll say the star wars game has workout mode because that's honestly that's been the primary use of my switch this year it's just been for like my fitness games <laughs> so, oh like, right I like, written fit, you, like not like link just working out and you push no, 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 like you work out with like <laughs> you yeah. you go you yeah. go for a run through whatever the landscape is oh. or you like you, you know to you have to do your your lifts or whatever to do the challenges yeah himbo himbo luke is that or yeah right himbo luke, i mean is that and like again? Or like you could change different people, right? Cause like, it's not- Yeah, now you're a Mon Cal and you have to do your tentacle crunches. Right, like it's not, right. It's Wedge trying to find six kitties. And like- <laughs> A Star Wars themed fitness video game. Oh, would I, be really I would be able to that. Hire me to develop this video game even though I have no idea about making video games, but be... I, I know a lot about fitness. Yeah. It would be really good. Kit Fisto is like the class leader. Oh my god, yes. We're gonna get ripped. <laughs> like, Kit Fisto's can- canonically ripped as hell, yeah. upside down Dorito-shaped, like, yes. Yeah, basically, you, you, like, pick which Star Wars character is your goals, and then they customize the workout mode to get you to that point. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are we writing this down? It kind of seems like it. <laughs> yes. It's a good idea. We are, rec- we are recording, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are writing it down. How will any of us ever remember this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that I like that a lot. Oh my god! Because now we can do Galactic Dance Off Part Two. Yeah, yeah, you have like dancing mode as part of it. Han Solo. (laughs) 
I love that song. You got it. The only song that you can dance to is the virtues of King Han Solo. <laughs> but there's like the club remix version, the EDM remix version, the bluegrass remix version. Like it's just like 20 different covers of the, the punk like, rock the version. Console, yeah. <laughs> and suddenly it is a game written by Rob Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here's, here's the ska version. You're just old the ever on level 69. <laughs> Pick it up. Pick it up. Ash, did you have an answer for this when you asked it? Well, obviously it's Star Wars Tetris. And, uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's fun, though. Like, each of the... <gasps> Star Wars Animal Crossing! I mean, there was that... No. <laughs> no, Star Wars Animal ac- Crossing would be good. My actual answer is, uh, like, uh, open-world bounty hunter Mandalorian game. Mm, that would yeah. be cool. That's my... Yeah. yeah. I'm you, sorry, I you, thought if you have Star Wars Animal Crossing start answer. crying. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a serious gamer, man. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> wow. Of course, I went for the artsy narrative game thing. I played a game yeah. today called Blazing Beaks, where you're a duck and you shoot guns. I know that game! <laughs> I haven't played it, but I know that game. So yeah, guns? I'm obviously a serious game. So serious. <laughs> I got Last game I played was Animal Crossing. On, like, level 34 of Pokemon Cafe Mix. So also a very serious game for over <laughs> here. <laughs> Puzzles are Look, hard. <laughs> I don't have to be a serious gamer. I'm a game developer, okay? But I have this gamer Fine. chair and therefore I'm a serious gamer. <laughs> I want a gamer chair so bad. It's, it's very so comfy. Comfortable. It's very comfortable. Can recommend. I mean, I'm clearly a serious gamer because you can see fucking Master Chief on my shelf in the background. I mean, Rogue Padron can. Listeners can't. Yeah. I mean, if they could, them. that'd be Hopefully really weird. Not. Yeah, I hope weird. we haven't been releasing video from all these episodes. Right. We could. Zoom saves the video for me every time. I have all that's the videos. Not, that's not horrifying. Let's, 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 that's that's truly horrifying. <laughs> Speaking of being Here's serious everyone. gamers. I didn't answer this question. I thought you did. No. Okay, did continue I? then. No, it didn't. I didn't. Grand Theft Auto Corson. Yeah. Oh my god, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I would like that because I would not feel bad at all for fucking shit up on Coruscant. Yep. Yeah. It'd be great. It'd like, be so fun. Because you'd have like different levels as well. Like you yeah. go up like, and down. Oh the reason God. I think it works is because the one reason like me, I played Grand Theft Auto V for a bit and I like couldn't get into it because it, it just felt bad right. what I was mm. doing in the game. And if it's on a fake sci-fi planet, like... Especially if less, it's like, like when it's under imperial rule. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I want to go fuck up some rich people stuff. Yeah. Um, right? And like I'll make sure like Dex's diner is safe and protected. Yeah. Um, but so then I can I'll go eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, we've put another Dylan warning on this one. <laughs> but He's... like I I need you to know. I had to text Dylan something about our um D game and they play <laughs> they play a character called dexter jetster because of course they do course. and i just sent them a text i was like i apologize for any pain dex uh might have to endure and then i sent like a text of like like context for the next session and they were like i'm glad you clarified that this is for D because you've also like <laughs> you've also put me towards <laughs> gave me a, a tremendous amount of emotional distress about actual dex this week listen Last week we weren't kind to Dexter, any Dexter Jets. I don't regret a single thing I said last week. For the record, 
Hashtag I no stand, I stand you by. You can't live a life with regrets. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to reopen those wounds. <laughs> Grand Theft Coruscant sounds great. I think Grand Theft Auto Coruscant would be fun. That'd be really fun. Speaking of fucking Coruscant up, let's <laughs> join these people as they don't. <clears throat> it would these if people they are could. fucking themselves up. Nath yep. has definitely been on a bender through Coruscant. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Even when he was part of the rebellion or whatever. <laughs> every trash can is lit on fire for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are reading Victory's Price, aka The Price of Victory. I don't know why I wrote that. Chapters one to three. One through three. Last time on Alphabet Squadron, in case we've all forgotten... After escaping the Eye of Cerberon in a fancy Sith ship found in a torture tower, Erica Quell joins, rejoins the 204th Shadow Wing, reporting to Judy, to her previous mentor, Major Asshole Soren Keys. Chas Nachadik had planned to escape the cult, the Children of the Empty Sun, with Palau Cedia from, from 204th, uh, but after the Imperial bastard betrayed her, she told the cult to go fuck themselves and got the fuck out of there in her B-Wing. She sent out an emergency message to Hera and returned to her squadron. Upon victory, she decided to remain, but there's a distance between her and her squadron now. Nath Tencent goes full hero mode to try and prove himself to Will Lark, though he doesn't want to be the hero at all. He saves thousands of people from a missile, somehow surviving in his trash can of a Y-Wing, but he can't fix what happened between him and Will. Nasha Gravis, of Republic Intelligence, approaches Nath to aid her. Will Lark takes command of the remaining squadrons in their last push against the Imperials, as the Imperials take their chance to blow up what they can and escape before Hera's forces can annihilate them. Will asks Shadowwing to surrender, but of course they don't. After leading his people to victory by saving civilians from missiles, he feels lost. His fantasies are shattered, too many people have died, and he just wants to go home. Kairos approaches them at the victory celebration, unrecognizable without her mask. She is healed. Major fuckhead Soren Keys is emotionally displeased, but nonetheless agrees with Yadiz's insistence that he and his fellow devotees take the ship and get the hell out of there, please. Thank you, Saf. <laughs> they escape, and upon finding their first moment of peace, they also find Erica Quell, the woman he had tried so hard to save. Fully buying into the sunken cost fallacy, Soren Keys sends a message to Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. Time for Shadowing to join the big boys. The captain is finally saved from the asteroid and hopefully enjoys the victory party, even though he is very definitely extremely pissed off at having missed the fight. Maybe next time, darling child. I appreciate you put the captain in the summary, even though he probably doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> he always matters to me. <laughs> well, you know we're going to be checking in on the captain every episode, even if he doesn't appear in the book. We'll still be checking the captain. in on his whereabouts. Is probably enjoying a day spa while everybody oh, yeah. else is doing this stuff. The mm-hmm, captain would mm-hmm. never. Yeah, he would never. He 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 got dragged there by Brand. Yeah, he got dragged there by Gadrin. Gadrin's like, yeah. it's a day off. We are going to the spa. We were stuck like, Those on words an don't asteroid. go together. <laughs> spa. <laughs> Gadrin. Gadrin is a being who enjoys a good spa day. He yeah, enjoys he a good spa day. Part one, Indigenous Songs of Lost Civilizations. Shadow mm, Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter one, Naval Hymns of the Old Republic. Oh, I see we're doing a thing here. We're oh. doing a theme. Oh, yeah. I'm going for the Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tragic. <laughs> the war is over, says Admiral Giel. No, 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 no. Try Danny, again, please take, take this for us. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Staff's the one reading the notes here. <laughs> Danny, Danny. Have we ever heard you do a Akbar impression? I feel like this is a great time for it. No, Danny, it's your job. Oh, you I have to stand it. up. Okay, fine. The war is over! Yes! Thank you. <laughs> Says Admiral Jal Akbar. Mwah. Hera wants to believe him, but only rebellions thrive on hope. Republics need stereo foundations. Here is in a Zoom meeting with the main heads of the Republic as they discuss the current status of the galaxy. Oh my god, it totally was, wasn't it? It was, it was a Zoom meeting. It was a Zoom meeting and Hera was having problem controlling her face. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely, you can't do a video on a hologram Zoom meeting. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm sorry, Colonel Kraken, I think you're muted. Do you want to start over and unmute yourself, please? Yeah, Chief of Intelligence Kraken, you're on mute. You're still muted. <laughs> <laughs> The Imperials I think you're a cat. Are... I'm not a cat. <laughs> Imagine Kraken turning on the cat filter. <laughs> I'm just imagining like Jason running in the background of hair like that BBC. Oh my god, Corresponded yes. that one time. Right. Yep. Just walking Kraken in the room. And Zeb runs in like, no. Nope. You gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> the Imperials are retreating, but... While the loyalists retreating, reach yeah, they're, retreating. they're retreating. Okay, I'm not the only one who heard it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they gotta hit that retreat button. <laughs> the Imperials are <laughs> they are they are activists to the extreme. Yeah, just retweeting everything. Hashtag they have allies. canceled the New Republic. Yeah, Imperial doctrine about cancel. They culture. are. <laughs> <laughs> And that was our listener question. <laughs> How dare they say such negative things about the wonderful Emperor Palpatine? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The Imperials are withdrawing. Though the, while the Loyalists have ceded most of their territory, they still hold strong around Coruscant. There's a little shout out to the Anoet sector here. Of course. <laughs> the galactic hollow map looks, at a glance, like a simple victory for the Republic. But there's more to it. The Imperials might be retreating into the poorly charted regions. No, not might be. They are retreating into the poorly charted regions of the Western Reaches. They're all hiding there, probably planning some shenanigans. I feel like Meg will probably point this bit out. Did you highlight this or should I read it? I did highlight it, but it was yeah, very go. good. You got to say it then. Akbar viewed the war in ways foreign to her, Hera, focusing on the ebb and flow of fleets like tides rather than the struggles of mortals on the ground. This insinuates that Admiral Akbar is a mortal. So just keep that piece of information <laughs> for later. Important to know. Put that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just currently swimming his way through space trying to find a planet right now. Yeah, find a good yeah. planet to settle on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When he got blasted out of, when Kylo Red blasted him out of the ship, he was just like, finally, I can retire. He's like, oh, <laughs> now, now they'll think I'm dead. Yes. Perfect. Swim my way to the nearest yes. inhabited planet. Oh, it's crate. Nope. Keep going. Let's find oh. another one. <laughs> he just needs to get to a planet in which he can call Wedge to come pick him up. I need the yeah. listeners to know that Meg was gesturing Akbar swimming throughout all that. And, and yeah. when he hit crate, she started swimming faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's none of our business. That's a salt planet. No. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Hera asks how close they are to finding the enemy's hidden base. Ekbar says they're still looking, and Chief of Intelligence Kraken, hey, hey he's still here. Elder Kraken. <laughs> the Elder Kraken. We'll speak to other leads under investigation. 
So is this Conference. his official recanonization, or was he in something else? No, he was lines? previously recanonized in. He was in the Han Solo first Alpha Squadron book. He was in the Han Solo mini too. Yeah, I think he was also in a previous Alpha Squadron comic. book. Okay, um, cool. This is the first thing I remember him being. <laughs> so I was also like, "Hey, it's our boy, our boy." I always get hate. excited when I see him. <laughs> the conference goes into strategy stuff, whatever. But General Rhea is here. Who is General Rhea? You ask. Why she is a previous Alexander Freed character from the Rogue One novelization? Hell yeah! Did you just have that in your head? Did you? I did. I saw her name and I was like, I recognize that, so I looked her up. Wow, I'm so impressed. <laughs> so she's still around. Admiral Hot Admiral Hotrote. Hotrote. <laughs> I real. I'm really bad at the global stop things. <laughs> he is here too, which is a name I'm just saying for Meg. Okay, he's I'm a Bothan, a- right? I I in my brain, yes, but I, it's not. I did look it up. He is not see it at Caesar Bothan. Oh, it's too bad because like the description of him mentioned like how he was like getting rifled up and I was just picturing, you know, Borskvalia with his with his fur on I mean, with a name like that, with those with those apostrophes, like like, he sounds like a Bothan. Right. I feel like we can say he's a Bothan pretty Cray Cray Hororte. Hmm. (laughs) It has to be, it works. It fits the naming convention. I have a a tweet to send. We get a little hint at how Hera's Liku pick up pheromones and air movement to read people around her. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. what it was that made me that made me think Bothan because she was like picking up the. I don't think she was picking up his pheromones. Well, that's that's how I interpreted it. Oh, uh, okay, I, yeah. <clears throat> I would just thought about Noara then. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She reports to Akbar that Nithlide is secure and that the deliverance is going <laughs> the deliverance is going back on the hunt for some tasty imperial flesh yummy <laughs> you walk on board i guess <laughs> sorry i forgot i wrote that the meat. party meat meat catherine <laughs> <laughs> i was being the plants from the high republic book for oh, sure I love oh them. yeah 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 the hungry plants meat time meat time we all we've already learned that i only have one voice <laughs> <laughs> Some dark-haired fuckwit, I assume, who is Mon Mothma's aide from Chandrila, gets all shitty that Hera's battle group isn't going right to the Western Reaches to help out. Despite Shadowwing now working with the Loyalists, so clearly they'll be with the Western Reaches, Hera basically says, bruh, shut the fuck up, I know more than you. But actually, like, bureaucratically or whatever. So it was, it was weird so- that he didn't name him, right? Like, is, it, is this supposed to be a reference to someone? I feel like it might be someone in Bloodline, I'm not 100% sure. Okay, it just felt weird that he was not named. No, he won't be sent here at this point, will he? No. So, you know, it's... No, because that'd be after the... Check yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be someone mentioned a bloodline, ra- I'm not sure. I don't think it's Ransom, because Seraphim, is it? It's not Ransom. It's even not Ransom, but it might be someone else who's, like, mentioned. If any of our listeners know... Yeah, let us know us, on this one without spoiling. Let us know who this fuckwit is. Yeah. Because <clears throat> generally, if he doesn't name someone, it means that they're in something else. Right. <laughs> it's it's the, uh, the freighter captain from Twilight Company. Uh, <laughs> problem. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the random freighter pilot who happens to shuttle the exact same sh- ship as the Millennium Falcon and happens to be there the night before the Battle of Hoth. Just total coincidence. <laughs> also has a wiki co-pilot. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry the about galaxy. it. It's important. <laughs> Hera is so passionate about her mission that she surprises herself and this fuckwit to the point that he almost entirely retreats out of view of his hologram camera. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a very Harris and Dula thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but imagine just having to watch someone just slowly back out of a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to make your virtual background the the hedge that Homer Simpson backs into, and then you can yeah, just and be, just that, that's <laughs> a Heath move right there. There you go, Heath, for your next next Zoom meeting. Yeah. <laughs> I am doing that in a meeting tomorrow that I'm already dreading. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, she has to remind herself that she's among friends here. She continues explaining her reasoning, etc. And behind her, she feels the continued discomfort in the pheromones. And she knows exactly who it's coming from. Here it basically sums up that if they don't find and destroy shadowing before the Republic fleet needs to engage the- with the empires, the deliverance will return to aid them. The conference ends with an inspirational f- speech from Akbar that we as readers unfortunately do not get to see. So I am in the chat for that one. So mad. I yeah. am so mad that of all the things Freed is just gonna skip over, it's this. It's entirely he- possible. I think I think he just knows that he, even that he can't write something good enough to make this. He owes me. Shadow San owes me <laughs> one inspirational Akbar speech. <laughs> After the holograms of all the other important people disappear, Hera and her staff get to work. A young man tries to break away, but she gently puts a hand on his shoulder to get him to stay. After everyone else is gone, she finally turns to talk to Will Lark, who I guess has been sending off pheromones of discomfort. Yeah. Will Lark no, it was the pheromones of discomfort. <laughs> he, he He's having a be, bad time. He doesn't want to be part of this anymore. He doesn't want to be part of this. She wants to make so sure that Will's he... a human, and that's not like a thing that humans do typically. So, do we think that Will is just extremely stressed, or are we learning a new thing about Togruta physiology that they can get a whiff? I of, think or we're Twi'lek physiology that they can. With, we're learning through. about Twi'lek physiology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so that then has some pretty hilarious implications for Hera and Kanan's relationship. Extremely funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She knew he wanted say, him from the minute they met. Let me just say, Kanan is a stinky boy. <laughs> He's a stinky boy. And more ways than one. Yeah. All the time, Hera would be like, you need to you need to take care of that. And he'd be like, I don't no, know what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything. That's especially <laughs> funny because Kan- if you read A New Dawn, Kanan was like in love with Hera before he yeah. even technically met her. Coming on real strong. Yeah, he was, <laughs> she was like, like, whoa, boy. Oh. He was like, wow, this her voice is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> He's so stupid. He's so stupid. It's a free fanfic prompt for you there, Yubzy. Yeah. The Kanan and Hera from the perspective of Kanan's pheromones. Yeah. <laughs> POV Kanan's POV. pheromones. POV. <laughs> uh, five times Kanan's pheromones <laughs> made Hera uncomfortable I, at one I time. Don't, I don't think we should be encouraging people to write fan fiction from the point of view of pheromones. <laughs> this it's, just, it's just like ABO fic. Don't even worry about it. Oh, Please God, don't bring... It. Okay, okay, okay. Hero wants to make sure right. that Bye. Will... Action sounds right. <laughs> Hero wants to make sure that Will won't make a liar out of her, that his unit is ready. Can the squadrons do this? She's been trying to mentor him as much as she can. She said about the price Will has to pay to do this stuff. Wait, I am seeing parallels with Quill here. Can they win? Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. Hera is... 
that's, that's about where they're at. Hera is pretty uncomfy about their reclaimed Star Destroyer. It still feels like an Imperial Star Destroyer because they haven't really refitted much. Will asks her if whatever is happening near the Western Reaches will be the last battle. But though she very much misses her family and wanted it to be over before this, she believes, she actually straight up says that she misses her family now. Um, she believes this could be the end, finally. What, do we get an acknowledgement of literally anybody else from Rebels? Yeah, we do. Yes. Or the yeah, fact that is. she has a whole ass we get, child. We get the crumbs, the, just some mm. crumbs sprinkled on. <laughs> She's got to comp- compartmentalize or else she'll just fucking lose it out here. Yeah. She misses her chance to ask what Will's bothering. What? <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there. She misses her chance to ask what was bothering Will. We know, uh, but she doesn't have time as a general to like stop and have a whole debrief. There will be news in six hours, and she's got work to do. Nath Kinsen bunched a beefy fist is a great way to start a new part. Let me just say, I'm only on chapter six, but Freed has taken the opportunity so far in this book to like point out that Nath is a certified big boy. Like, mm-hmm. he keeps using words like beefy or Nath threw his bulk around or like, like he just, he goes out of the way at all of these opportunities to be like, Nath is big. Star <laughs> like, Wars, colon, Alphabet Squadron, colon, Victory's Price, colon, Megbait. Yeah, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you will understand when you get to chapter five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The whole chapter side. <laughs> Nath, <laughs> I've got I've got a similar thing. Um, Nath and Chess are at the Circus of Mortal Appetites. Cool as hell. The mongers. Cool as hell. I, cool yeah, as I hell. love, so far, like 10 out of 10 in the world building for Freed in the first 10 pages of this book, I gotta say. Ah, <laughs> uh, just like, especially it's the Shellmonger's tent at the Circus of Mortal Appetites. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was a cult, I have the opportunity to join. Sign me up. It's done. <laughs> Sign me up. Nath and Chess. That, yep, they're heading into the Shellmonger's tent. <laughs> um, I don't know why I highlighted this when I first read this book, but I did. A memory of Peter, half naked and spun into a cocoon, flashed into his mind. We've all been there. We've all been there. Yeah. I highlight that because it was like yeah. a vivid memory of... Um, and the memory of his previous school. I don't know. I, I highlighted that. It's it, okay. it, was, it was Nath's fraternity days, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know Nath tends it was A, in a fraternity, and B, took like 10 years to graduate college and was in the fraternity for all 10 years. He was like the guy that was 10 years older than the freshman recruits, and it was just like a, not weird at all. Yeah, they have a photo of him still in like the main house Yeah, uh, because he was the most partyingest out of all of them and he still goes back once a year for like the big campus party and everyone knows who he is because he's Everyone's like a campus like, legend oh, it's not yeah. oh oh i just imagined him bringing well anyway i'm just gonna mute I'm gonna <laughs> <here>. <laughs> um nath notices chess being weird about the religious stuff hmm it's probably, probably fine, fine. <laughs> he's noticed something wrong with her because she hasn't been super suicidal lately but right now, she's at the bottom of his list of people to worry about. Yeah, I love I love how we're worried about Chess because she's less suicidal than normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Top of that list, it's still Will Lark. It's still Will. Yep, unfortunately. They emerge into a hollow to meet the Oracle, who may or may not be a Quermian, like Poof. We'll see. I don't know if he get if they get described, if she gets described any further, but 
she has a long neck that sways with her head on top. So <laughs> I like to think she's a corgi. What else? What else could she be? Exactly. I don't know what Ural Poofs uh, species is. I just call them Ural Poofs. Quermian. Quermian. Okay. Quermian. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. The um, oh, it's like Bub and Zub. No, B and Bead and Bead and Fode. The <laughs> the commentators. I know. Who you... Yeah. What are their names? Bode and Bead. Bode and Feed. Bode and Bead. Bode and Bead. Bode. Fodes and Bead. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just, are they, no, they're not Quarmians. I thought maybe no. they were like a Quarmian that had like a genetic difference. Mm, that no, there's something them. else. I mean, they're really unfortunate. They species. have the this similar kind of next way thing going on though, don't they? Yeah. It makes sense that the Oracle would be a Quarmian just because she seems like the kind of shady bitch that would have that <laughs> secret pair of hands. Also, like, like if you're describing someone with a long neck, like waving around, like you gotta be. Surely you're drawing that inspiration from Yariel Poof. Surely, surely, <laughs> the most iconic <laughs> neck in Star Wars. Truly, <laughs> Neth offers her the Oracle New Republic secrets as a trade. He's got intelligence because boy is part of New Republic intelligence now, thanks to Nasha Gravis taking him on as liaison between intelligence and Hera's battle group. He offers her ten names of undercover operatives. Which is a trade that he is not technically authorized to make. But the Oracle accepts it. No, wait, the Oracle tells him that Ink Spotted Lord Keeper of Secrets accepts it. <laughs> what? I love this call. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> the Oracle in return gives him the name of the Kroinar sector. No specific systems, just the sector. Chess really wants to start shooting, so he pulls her out of there before she can start a fight. There's a Chamber of Lusty Hollows here, and I'm not going to lie, I read it as Chamber of Lusty Holes at first. Same thing! Same thing! (laughs) Truly. Um, They bump into a big human dude who is weirdly poetic, who recognizes Nath. And Nath eventually recognizes him as Hargus. Hargus has heard... Hargus, yeah, oh, Hargus. Hey, hey, brother. Uh, Hargus has heard Nath's a big shot hero now. Chess asks she can start shooting now and Nath quoting Boba Fett says yup yep yep <laughs> Nath slugs Hargus and they take off and Kairos picks him up in the Ewing Kairos is here so on the phone Kindle app you can set different colors for the highlights and I have one color picked for Kairos <laughs> so get ready for lots of Kairos because there's a lot of orange highlighting in this book <clears throat> and a quote she was dressed in a cloak and loose gray cloth that might have been sewn from stained sheets, and her face was a patchwork of chitinous plates. Chitinous? Chitinous? I don't know. Chitinous. Chitinous. Thank you, Danny. Yeah. Some are deep violet, others a lighter mauve marbled with white veins. Some chipped and discolored, others polished and bright. Deep set eyes peered out from that map of a splintered world, gazing into the bedlam ahead. It's so nice to finally get a full description of Kairos and what she looks she like. Sees I love some this. Shit. She sees some shit and she sounds cool as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of reading on autopilot at that point and, and I like read through the paragraph real quick and got like a, a couple sentences down. I was like, hold on, hit the brakes. We got to go back and read that <laughs> word for word. Yeah. I, want, yep. I need to implant this into my brain for the rest of this book. <laughs> yep. He asks why she's not shooting back and Kairos whispers, they're not of the Empire. Neth has a small moment of moral crisis then shoots back at Hargis before the man can take them out with a rotary cannon. He doesn't actually shoot them. He just shoots something else to make a distraction and block their view and so they head out 
three-fifths of Absquad. Look at Nath Tenzin having moral crises. That's called oh, character listen. growth right there. <laughs> Will has a chill time in hyperspace. And honestly, who among us? <laughs> not <laughs> they arrive in... actually what is a guest. Yeah, they arrive in Midgore, not Midgar, though I know Ash is thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. It's okay, I thought wrong. it too. I thought You're it too. Not wrong, but shut <laughs> up. <laughs> One of the three systems in the Kroinar sector that could have any value. We've got Hail Squadron, we've got Flare Squadron, and we've got Wild Squadron for Heavy Recon. Some names here. Esovin, Flare Leader. Squadron. Wild Squadron. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I love Wild Squadron. We've got Isovin, Flare Leader, Vitalis here, who Will had flirted with, almost befriended, and was now the commander of. And also we have Gordanks. <laughs> Gordanks. I don't know. Gordanks. <laughs> Gordansk. Gordansk. He's European. Flare is near. Gordansk. Gordonsk. Um, Flair is new, pulled in by Hera. Wild is formed from the remnants of the cobbled together squadron of skimmers and shit from Troy. Oh. It's basically our new race squadron full of misfit pilots and misfit starfighters. Hell yeah! They pick up some ships in the distance, but Will can't recognize them. Quell would have been able to, though. And then he oh, has a little well, crisis well, about Quell. <clears throat> well. Because Will had seen many friends die in the war, but the loss of Quell was different from the loss of Sonagari or Satanique. Oh. Oh. You smooch Sonagari. No, that was. Wait, did yeah. he smooch Sonagari? Sonagari was the one he smooched. Yeah, Chas was smooching Satanique. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Chas yeah, yeah. loved that beak. <laughs> that beak smooch. She loved that beak. Yeah. Clack, clack. <laughs> <laughs> that's so romantic. The that's what a beak, smooch, a beak smooch sounds like. Yeah. Clack, clack. I know, I study birds. Well, <laughs> yeah, Danny. Danny Evil People has the expertise. Danny here. would know. <laughs> Expert in bird smooches. <laughs> nope, actually, but- back up. Hold on, rewind. <laughs> Danny, edit that out. You <laughs> <laughs> don't need that getting out. Maybe LinkedIn. They're turtle. censoring the truth. Danny is censoring the truth. And I was ten for it. <laughs> Will does a flyby and tells the Imperial vessels to report their status. Captain Ultavar Misk of the freighter Diamond Tor surrenders because they need help. The ship is falling apart. Ultavar Misk says that they were attacked by a squadron of TIE fighters. This dude is fucking weeping over the comms. Yeah. Imperial against Imperial. Family killing family. They were meant to be under the protection of the Yomo Council, whom they were helping. Will delivers an all clear to the deliverance. That wasn't intentional. And they help evacuate the Diamond Tour. Uh, I have so many stupid things highlighted. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the next line in the notes. <laughs> yeah. Like, Will, I really like Will's point of view about the pilots and like how Wild Squadron is just like rule hyped. Or what is it? Flare Leader? Flare Squadron? Yeah, whichever Flair. the one that's like making light kind of about this um it's flair they have flair, a flair leader, yeah. yeah um and will's just like ah, because like hail and wild have been through it and like will's trying to acknowledge their traumas um and like will's still trying to be a good leader and uh he's thinking about alphabet squadron and he's still like oh i'm glad they're not here 
even if he hadn't seen much of them lately, even if things with Nath had been difficult since Cerberon. And I'm like, Alexander Freed. <laughs> Shadowsan. Alexander Shadowsan Freed. Do you know what you're doing? He absolutely he knows, knows what, he's, what doing. he's doing. Did you listen to our podcast? Saf Alexander Freed. <laughs> Did you write the show notes for our podcast, Alexander Freed? Right. Did you just like... <laughs> Hey, what if subtext? <laughs> Chapter two, Silt Sea Threnody, Necronus mm. Burial Song. Mm. Well, yeah. Well, well, go. well. If it isn't Colonel Rat Boston Sorenkeys. I hate this guy. <laughs> Colonel Rat. I don't know why Colonel Red Boston is one of my favorite insults ever. Okay, but the first thing that we learn about him in this chapter redeems him completely in my eyes. Okay, yeah. Holy shit, y'all. Holy shit. He named the fucking freighter the the Yadis. I am thrilled. You could say pleased. You thought we were freed from this. This is this You're is how so you know pleased. that Alexander Freed listens, because he was like, that the best the running joke from season 18 of Rogue Potter must continue in season 20. Therefore, when I saw that line, already gone to press, but I need to call the publishers and do a find a replace. Right. Hey, um, can we please change the name of Soren Keys's uh, Star Destroyer from like the I don't lusty know, be- wombat Beauty's Whip to <laughs> the Yadiz? <laughs> you fucking would. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when I got to that bit I... in the book, the first time I read it, I had to put the book down and just go it's scream so into a pillow because I was so happy. I uh I really want like if if Booster Tarek ever comes back and they decide to give him a Star Destroyer, I really want Booster to get the UDs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Booster would rename it the Yadiz Nuts. So, yeah, he would. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I hope we get to a point someday where there's a starship in Star Wars called Yadiz Nuts. I hope. <laughs> I hope we can progress as a people I enough hope, for that to happen. I hope we can get there. I have I have faith that we can progress as a society to be ready for that. And I get that we're not right now. Yeah. But we will be. I think, I think we can do it. Yeah. One day. Soren focuses on the centermost moon of wherever the fuck they are, thinking that it gives him the appearance of a man deep in concentration. Bruh. In response to Yomo Council's defiance, of the Grand Admiral Race Loan's order to direct assets to the Dalegoth sector, wait, Delgoth sector, sorry, and its refusal to acknowledge the Empire's regent on Coruscant, who I think is Massimino right now, I'm not 100% sure, um, <clears throat> Shadowwing has arrived to bring retribution. Mm, wow. Retribution! They're bringing back Operation Cinder, baby! No surrender or negotiation will be accepted. They're here to kill every single traitor on the planet Fidovoy and there's more names. Ensign Cora, Lieutenant <laughs> Lieutenant Herorius, <laughs> who joined them after his own planet, Dibron 3, Dibron 3, was engulfed by the second cinder. Captain Nimbez is still here, and so is Bruch. May I just say <clears throat> Operation Cinder, do you need to come back? <laughs> We did not need a sequel to that one, but here we are. Operation Cinder, two Cinder, two Operation. I am <laughs> two Cinder, too terrible. 
I am curious about how many times we're going to keep getting Operation Center and stuff. I think this might be the last time. I hope I it's mean, the last it's time. It's like self-aware Operation Cinder, though, because the whole time Sword yeah. is like, I'm doing a genocide. It's Operation Cinder. Go, Empire! Yeah. yeah. Hooray, genocide! I'm committing it whirlingly now. Like, by the time I, we hit... I'm um, not even hyperbolizing. That was a line of dialogue yeah. where he's just like, yep, I'm doing a genocide now. Like... <laughs> We've reached the point. Where I feel I like they're gonna run out Operation planets. Cinder is. They're gonna run out planets to Cinder. Yeah, oh. it's basically just turning the planet's atmosphere against them. There are um, so many planets to Cinder. Um, um, I think not because after like after the Battle of Jakku, there's definitely not enough Empire left around to Cinder anything. Um, and then when the First Order turns up, they've got their fucking big boy. I keep forgetting Star that this, I keep forgetting that this is pre Battle of Jakku. So. Yeah. So, because like, to me, Battle of Jakku was like four years ago. <laughs> and I think specifically in this, they use Shadow Wing because Shadow Wing has like the abilities and the experience to make Cinder happen on these planets. Um, without them, I don't think they'd be able to do it. So, basically, Operation Cinders is the Death Star tech of this era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, it's the miniaturized Death Star tech. I can't. I can't wait for miniaturized Operation Cinder. (laughs) In a way, you could just say Starkiller is a massive Operation Cinder. A slightly smaller Operation. (laughs) Maybe the real Operation Cinder was the friends we made along the way. Oh no! (laughs) That's kind of what this book is. I feel like Soren Keys would say that. And that upsets yeah. me very much. I think that Soren Keys is like fucking. Would absolutely say that. Yeah. Through line in this, honestly. That's how he, he would, justifies it. He would, uh, he would comfortingly put his hand on Quell's shoulder and say it. And she would just be like, I have no friends. <laughs> yep. You're totally right. Keys offers a choice. Keys, I bought the ideas, offers a choice to the rest of the inhabitants of the world. If they accept the demise of their superiors and reaffirm their allegiance to the Empire, they can join Shadow Wing up in orbit and assist them on their mission. Refuse, and they die with Fedovoy end. Fedovoy, that sounds cooler. Soren feels enough pity that he doesn't take pleasure in this destruction. Okay, dude, he made the choice to plead Shadow Wing to Sloan for a reason, and he's gotta live with it, I guess. He thinks, still, that Shadow Wing needs a purpose to survive. So now I guess they're back doing Cinder to keep that purpose. Fucking hell, man. Dude, what maybe, the fuck are you doing? Maybe if the only way you can continue surviving is genocide, you shouldn't be surviving. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're the bad guys. <laughs> right. There's no reply from anyone on the planet, and the planet seems to be powering up its ion cannons, so rip to them, I guess. They don't have the brute firepower to bring Cinder upon the planets, but instead they have the shady tactics because every planet has its weaknesses. His aide asks about the advantages of panic. He turns and guess who his aide is. Go on. Yes. Constable Zuvio. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I was like, please <laughs> let please let the last chapter of the last book just have been a mistake. And it's just a random <laughs> aide. Please let it just have been a typo. Like, it's not Quell, right? She, she knows better than this. She does not. I- she does not know better than Narrator this. voice. She did not know better than that. <laughs> she did not know. <laughs> she did not know. So I'm going to I'm gonna start saying Lieutenant, like the British pronunciation, because I really like it. So Lieutenant Erica Quell is looking like shit. 
When he'd first met the woman, she'd struck him as narrow but sturdy, like a steel beam. Now the steel had been cut and burned away until it was razor mesh. So I guess it's true. Starfighter fuel can melt steel beams. Saf. It's true. I appreciate the word narrow instead of slender. No, <laughs> oh, I've got bad news for you, Meg. No! <laughs> <laughs> she suggests that they could melt the polar region so the leadership will make mistakes, which sounds very bad. But... She thinks it'll give civilians and loyalists time to depose the council and work together so that they can maybe survive. She's trying to save lives, essentially. Soren trusts her instincts and gives the order, then leaves the bridge. Quell follows him, pissed that their commander, that as their commander, he should stay with them to supervise their fucking genocide. But he's got other duties, I guess. He wonders briefly about the psychological toll of making his people commit a genocide, then pushes that thought deep down. He offers for Quell to come with him to his cabin, and she does. He asks her again about Traitor's Remorse. He wants to know where she thinks the other prisoners are now. She, it seems, has told him she escaped from the camp and came back from there. He can tell she's closed off and not telling him stuff, but he just assumes that's part of who she is now. She's traumatized. It's all good. He feels responsible for her because it's his fault she ended up in Traitor's Remorse. While he'd become Devon... Beloved, I guess. She had been trapped in limbo, and now she's still his responsibility. She's not flying, claiming that other pilots need the Starfighters more. He thinks that she's clearly traumatized and avoiding combat, and that's why. Hmm. Oh, it's so frustrating because Soren Keys is like so hateable and also like the closest of all of them to figuring out that like we all need therapy. <laughs> He's so close. And yet, so, yeah, we all need therapy and his brain becomes, we all need to commit grand scale genocide. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't even know. He's like, well, we don't have therapy, but we do have Operation Cinder. And you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, do you know how much universal mental health care would cost? It's so much cheaper to just weaponize and destroy multiple planets. I would rather just not have any kind of therapy if those were my choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Rogue Podron does not condone the use of Operation Cinder as therapy. No. No. Nope. <laughs> it's really not. We do not. Effective. <laughs> we, <clears throat> I've seen the results. And none of us are speaking from experience, just so that's clear. Yeah, we are not. We have never cindered anything. I so. saw this great tweet <laughs> yeah. one time. It was like, I would never go see a therapist that my friend has recommended because it's mm-hmm. like I've seen your work and I'm not impressed <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh my god it's so funny isn't that so funny that is one of my favorite tweets I've ever seen in my entire life burn. that's so funny I've seen your work and it's not for me <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work you don't seem like you're doing a great job. Yeah, that's me to all of Shadow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soren Keys tells her that the New Republic has started its show trials, and Farah Yadiz is now one of the detainees being paraded around a court and accused of gross violation against sentient rights. I think he feels bad for leaving her behind. Oh, no. But he also thinks that they shouldn't bear the burden of their predecessors' sins. Though he doesn't doubt that there are probably some Imperials who've done terrible things. Yeah, dude, you're one of them. It's, it's you. Um, it's, it's literally you. you and your people. <laughs> it's you. But what are the odds that the rebels could judge the fates of their enemies fairly? Quell isn't even sure what fair or just is under the circumstances. 
he basically tricks her into saying that she doesn't think the rebels can judge their fates fairly and she seems bitterly amused at him pulling that off i guess his door opens just a crack and they're like oh a ghost um but actually when he pulls it fully open it's the fucking messenger there shrieking oh. defiance 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 so basic worse than a ghost honestly this is the worst <laughs> I mean, just like sword and keys, statue, thought we were free also, of this thing. I kind of love that sword and keys can't get rid of it, and like, <laughs> yeah, it's like haunts him. Like all the other characters have these demons that are haunting him. His is literally a statue that follows him around and yells defiance and reminds him <laughs> of why the empire sucks. <laughs> yeah, he deserves it. And like, why is he sneaking? <laughs> yeah, why not sneak up and then slightly open the door? Like, just like. Hmm? Defiance! <laughs> <laughs> Soren's like in the bathroom trying to get some peace and the fucking rat, like this thing is slamming on the door going, Defiance! Defiance! <laughs> Throwing itself at the wall. <laughs> My ghost like spun at 3 a.m. <laughs> It's literally, it's literally ever. my dog. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Just crying at me at 3 o'clock in the morning. This thing's like, please leave no. me! Please leave me out! No! <clears throat> You just asked to get in. I just let you in. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what this thing wants? Certainly not keys. Obviously it wants defiance, I guess. As if it's insulted, the messenger turns away and heads down the corridor. It's just like, fuck you, man. I hate this thing. I hate this thing <laughs> so much. I'm pretty sure the blood gave it an attitude. Um, yeah, I think the blood was a bad idea. The blood... <laughs> The blood was as per usual. The blood, the blood sacrifice was, bad, yeah. was absolutely a bad idea. <laughs> Keys had once thought himself free of this fucking thing, just like we did. But alas, he will never be free. Nope. At least now, his people are too consumed by their mission of committing gen- genocide to treat the damn thing as an idol these days. So no more blood sacrifices, I guess. Yay! Positive news. Silver linings. Um, he tells Quell to go rest because they all need it. But all he can do is remember the messenger's words. Defiance. 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 Chapter three. What? <laughs> the- <laughs> no, t- say it, Seth. Say it. <laughs> the Cantavarian fall. <laughs> Ballad. Unknown provenance. <laughs> I was trying so hard to not say it like that, but that's just how it came out anyways. The Cantavarian fall. You- how <laughs> else would you say <laughs> Does it sound better? They're both bad. They're both bad. Okay, okay that's not a good way to say that. <clears throat> Hera watches the recording of Colonel Son of a Bitch Soren Keys informing the Yomo Council of its planet's fate. His voice had the timbre of a coroner reciting an autopsy report. But it's not just her here watching. Will, Kairos, Chess, and Nath are here too. Four-fifths of Alphabet. She wishes that she could understand why Will and Nath are sitting so far apart. Why are why they Chess? sitting so far apart? <laughs> Why Chess is clenching her jaw and staring blankly into space, and why Kairos's outstretched hand twitches as if she were a blind woman tracing the contours of Keys's face. All very good questions. Get these people some therapy, dear God. I think Hera just really wants to mother the shit out of these people. Oh, she does. She's She really wants to bring these babies in and make them hers. She's, she's, I mean, and that's very consistent with her character. She's always been like the, hello, everybody. <laughs> Let me she take is care the mom friend. Yeah. I just... Just dig a pit, put Will in there, put Nath in there, and it's their get-along pit, and then they'll be forced <laughs> get to make up. <laughs> they can figure it out. They'll be forced to make up. Figure it out. Chess 
you're just gonna have to lock Chas up somewhere. Yes. She you're gonna have to put her with like a deprogramming thing. She needs that. She cannot be left alone. Mm -mm. Period. And I think Kairos is doing fine. Kairos um, is fine, honestly. I'm the least worried about Kairos. Yeah, considering Kairos. circumstances. So Kairos did, is Kairos. We did two pits. We dig two pits. Chas goes into one. Alone. Keep her there. Yeah. Yeah. Alone. And then yeah. the other two hash it out in yeah. the pit. And then we and let Kairos stand pit. between the two and watch. Yeah. 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 Um, and she'll sometimes just whisper ominous but things. Also, everybody's watching and it's like a Everyone's, a, having, everyone's having a good time. Everyone's like, oh, no, let's, watch, let's do some shots and go watch this shit. There's a there's a therapist <laughs> like squatting over the edge of Chas's pit, trying to <laughs> trying to get through <laughs> to her. <laughs> Not in the pit with her because Chas would just murder her. She would die. Yeah, safely from up top, just being like, so. It seems like you have some unresolved cult issue. <laughs> you know, the biggest problem here is that the therapist literally died in the last book. I think they needed to get a different therapist. I mean, it seemed like he was making making some progress. And I, then I, book two happened. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think Chas would really benefit from like a non-human but yeah. organic therapist. Maybe another Thelian, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I do much better with... Oppressed people do much better with healthcare professionals who can't identify with their issues. So... Yeah, yeah it's true. Maybe so, not a uh, robot. The... <laughs> I mean, give me a robot therapist. Quell, absolutely yes. But <laughs> not chess. The Empire is eating its own, it seems. They haven't seen mass slaughter on the scale since the first cinder. Nom nom nom. Um, um, Last they heard, Quell, Quell had told them that Major Keys was dead. Quell had once again lied to them, and Hera is feeling some complicated feelings about it all. Oh, I'm so I'm so mad reading this. It's like the thing where they just don't communicate on TV shows. You're mm -hmm. like, just talk to each other, and you can explain. You can none of this would have it's happened. It's too late. <sighs> no talking. Hera is frustrated, resentful, and also filled with grief because Quell had been her charge. And oh boy, they all think Quell is dead. Uh. <laughs> oh no. Hera didn't know, quoting, Hera didn't know what she'd have done if she'd been on the scene, whether she'd have embraced the woman, imprisoned her for her crimes, or both. Yes. And if that's what you're thinking, imagine how the others feel. Apparently Adan knew Keys was still around because of course he fucking did. When Adan's people caught up to Keys, he'd killed them and disappeared. So you can say Adan messed all of this up, honestly. Should have just Good killed riddance. him. Should just Good riddance. Don't. <clears throat> Shouldn't have tried to recruit Devin. Should have just tried to kill him. Yep. Yep. Bad times. Um, they've figured out, you know, because also, like, this is this has been, like, a whole chain of events, but Keys coming back to Shadowwing and Quell recognizing his flight is partly why she is where she is now. Mm -hmm. If not for that, she would probably still be with Alphabet. Right. So thanks a lot, Adan. He's a ruiner. They figured out that Keys has at least been in charge of Shadowwing since Cerberon. Chess wants to blame her for the Lodestar and wants to blame Adan for leaving them in the dark. Or they could all just blame Quell for everything. <laughs> Will cuts in before it can get worse and he oh, asks boy. if Keys had been trying to go straight on Vernid. Though it's possible, eh, doesn't really matter now. Yep. The conversation dissolves into chaos until Kairos says, it's happening again. It's They're killing again. worlds. Again. It's up there again. <laughs> <laughs> They're killing worlds again. 
seems to be three worlds so far, Debron 3, Kortatka, and Fedevoy End. They need to find Shadowing and stop them. The Deliverance will be on its own, though, because the ships in Neath Lead that we're going to rendezvous with them are now being rerouted to look for survivors at Fedevoy End. Nath and Will are kind of on different sides with the plan. Will wants to save people. Nath is iffy about risking their forces to protect enemies. And Chess says, fuck them all. And Kairos says, worlds bleed. Stars bleed. Again, Chess is the coolest shit. Hera goes full mum mode and tells them this is not a discussion. She is giving the orders here. They will try and pick up Shadowwing's trail and figure out their next target. Chess ollies out as soon as she can because she's mad at everyone and she's hearing a fungal lady's voice in her head. One oppressor is the same as another. Where's your community, Maya Halleck? I think Chess is having a panic attack. Hey, hey Ragnall's still around. Hell yeah. She's cool. Hey, Chess. Um, maybe you should jettison those cult tapes. Yeah, maybe you should. I think that would be a good idea. <clears throat> Instead, nope. She climbs into her B-Wing, which is the closest thing to private that she's got now, because everything sucks. Her cockpit is filled with religious curios. Instead of her music collection, which was thrown away, she now, not by her, for the record, she now has tapes of Children of the Empty Sun Lectures by Letiz, the fungal lady. I think she resents that while she was infiltrating, quote, uh, the cult, Will and Nath built what she sees as their own special squadron without her. The cult had, at least, felt almost like home. Will knocks on her ship and asks if they can talk. She pretends that she can't hear him, but that does not stop him, because when would it ever? She gives him five minutes. She's been surprised at what an effective leader he's actually become. And she tells him, she kind of resents that he hasn't been, like, that the other squadrons deserve him as a leader more than Alphabet does. She's got a lot of complicated feelings. Um, she tells him that she's busy, which is pretty clearly a lie because she's just sitting in her cockpit literally doing nothing. Um, <laughs> he wants to see how she's doing, generally, not like in other ways. Um, because she hasn't punched anyone since Severon. She tells him that she's clean and she flies when she's told to and shoots who she's told to shoot. You're doing great. I'm doing great. Everyone's doing great. It's great. No one is doing great. It's Chess. great. And it's especially great. Chass is not doing great. Yeah. Especially Alphabet Squadron is not doing great. Yeah. They have never. I'm so frustrated with her though. Yeah. I spent the whole last book being like, yeah, cults are stupid. And this cult is especially stupid. And now all of a sudden she's like, oh, but my friends are kind of distant. So I guess I miss the cult. She's having a bad time. She is. She just really likes the mushrooms, I guess. Who among us? <laughs> or that delightful little Irish accent in her head. Oh, yeah. That's what. That was great. Groiver. 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 Hashtag blessed. He tries to talk to her about Cerberon, but she is not keen. She hasn't talked about children with anyone. <laughs> that was not what I mean. She hasn't talked about the children with anyone. Capital C I children. hope to God she's not talking about having children. With she should not be talking about children. She... <laughs> she's not talked to anyone about the children of the empty sun. And she's not keen to start now, especially not with Will. Luckily, she's saved by someone coming to grab Will because there's a long range comm channel open for him. He's torn between going because it's not going to stay open for long and staying with Chess. And she tells him to go. He tells her that she can always find him. I think I'm just going to read this bit because I have no idea, literally no idea how to summarize it. Um, 
She rolled the chip beneath her foot as if tormenting a bug. When it rested beneath her heel, she applied gentle force and felt the chip sink into the thin mat over the metal plating. She gasped audibly, like a fool. She lifted her foot and snapped up the chip, turning it between her fingers like it was as precious and destructive as a death stick. When the, canopy, when the cockpit canopy was closed again, she plugged in the chip and listened to the chanting of cultists. One by one, every voice and every word, all the thoughts of Will Lark and Shadowing and Burning Families and Co Colonel Keys and Quell, don't forget Quell, never forget Quell and everything she did, weathered away and drifted out her ears. Even Letizia's voice in her mind evaporated to make room for the children of the empty sun. Chess. Chess. Alex Freed, what the fuck, man. Don't. Chess is having a time. Don't. <laughs> I was like, at the end of uh, Shadowfall, I was like, how bad could it get with Chess? It turns out pretty bad. You're going to ask that question in an Alexander Freed book. <laughs> I know. I was a fool. I was like, how much worse could this get? It could get worse, Seth. It could always get so worse. So much worse. <laughs> Cults. Cults. Nath fancies himself a lazy man, but being this, truly idle actually takes too much effort. <laughs> that, that, that's a mood, though. That whole sentence, and that's followed up with, instead he settled for tolerable work and enough luxuries to take the edge off. Like, mm -hmm. if that is not life, then, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I aim for always. Um. That's why he tends to avoid positions of authority so he can just vibe between missions and not have too much responsibility. You know what? <laughs> of course, I he was. It. I respect it, like, same. Being a leader takes a lot of freaking work. Of course, like a fucking idiot, he agreed to be intelligence's liaison, which means that his days are now all meetings and shit, which that sucks, man. It really does. Okay, can I just can I just read yes. this part? Yes, Thanks. please do. Instead of you reading this bowl, I'll just yeah, yeah, no, go part. for it, go for it. Okay, I usually expect you to take over for those bits. Thank you. <laughs> then there was Will. Someone needed to talk to the boy after all that had happened at the meeting with Sindula, though Nath wasn't sure he was right for the job. Admit it, he thought. You're afraid to talk to him. He protected Will and Tri Trioth. I never pronounce it right. Troyth. <laughs> averted the boy's suicidal attempt to strike a deal with Shadowing, and Will hadn't forgiven him. Not that Will was ever rude, but they'd barely spoken in weeks, even though Nath had later put himself in the line of fire, nearly died to save that resting blight of a world, the tension was still there. Maybe it was for the best. Maybe Will would come around. Boy still needs you, even if he doesn't realize it. And I'm like, Nath, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> shadow son i swear to god <laughs> i swear to god he asks the hail pilots he's ended up talking to if they've seen will around will's busy with flair so he at least has an excuse not to talk to him tonight he plays the part of the hero as he has dinner and t5's at his side being grumpy because he's not talking to will yeah jenny guinea jenny avramif a bomber pilot Asks if Nath has met the new ground crew, locals they hired from Troyth. Jenny clearly just wants Nath to make him look good because he's got a crush on one of the new recruits. Mm. A slender, sorry, aristocratic with an orange wig. An alarm goes off. I should say that with more, uh, <laughs> more distress. An alarm goes off. Hull breach. <laughs> alarm goes off. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. He spots Stormvane on the ground, oh. clutching his arm. Stormvane is still here thankfully. He hauls Stormvane to his feet and throws the man through a closing blast door. He turns to see a crack in the bulkhead becoming a rift, through which he can see a robotic eye. He shoots it and dives through the blast door before it can close and lock him in. It's fucking buzz droids. He'd been stupid to risk his life for Stormvane like that. But bro, bro 
I'm sorry to say, but you're, turns out you're a good man. You're a hero now. <laughs> yeah, you're a good man now, dude. Sean Vane tells them they've lost contact with the bridge, but it looks like there are no starfighters, at least, just the buzz droids. Neth tells Storm Vane to go hide near the water tanks. So he's, and he's off to engineering to keep an eye on the hypermatter annihilator, which is the coolest fucking term in the world. <clears throat> I say I that use sounds, orange just for Kairos. That like something that I came up with, with like the dumb like superhero stories I wrote as a kid. That, sound like, that sounds like yeah. literally the kind of thing I would write into Space Jump. Hypermatter? <laughs> the hypermatter <laughs> annihilator. It annihilates the hypermatter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, is hypermatter? You don't need to know. It's hypermatter. Like it's, it's it, how they use hyperspace. It, sound, how they do it hyperspace. sounds like something that should be annihilated, and yeah. we're doing it. Um, you have to annihilate I, to go into hyperspace. Yeah, I previously said that I used the highlight color orange only for Kairos, but that's a lie. I used it for any cool phrase, like science phrase, that Alex Reed used. So oh, this one also got highlighted because like hypermatter moral appetites. <laughs> yeah, hypermatter annihilator is great. <laughs> Neth speed walks off, and T five is like. Uh, this isn't the way to engineering. Neth, Neth like, Neth like T five a glance. Of course not. The engineers have blasters. Time they learn to use them. We're well. Someone has to check on that boy of yours. T five chimed with a sound of determination. Neth had been avoiding his troubles. Now he was going to find Will Lark after all. T 5s like hell yeah, and T5's that's where we like, leave off these. Chapters. I haven't seen Will in like a day and I hate it. Let's go find him. T5 is just like, I miss Will, man. Right. Make up with him so we can hang out again. Right. And Nath is like, thank God I can deflect and be like, oh, thank God your- there's an emergency happening. Now I don't have to go talk right. to Will. Oh, T5, you're worried about Will? I guess we'll go talk to them for your sake, T5. Definitely <laughs> because of you. Mm. Yep. Mm. Mm hmm. I can't wait until next week when we talk about chapter five. <laughs> chapter five is a good chapter. It's a good chapter. So I gotta say, this book started off like painful, but not quite as painful as I expected it to start off at. Yeah, I'm kind of worried that the pain is gonna. The pain is still incoming. Yeah, I was just expre- expecting like depression all the way down. <laughs> like, yeah, it's been depression right off the bat, but like it's not too bad so far. He's got to give us that false sense of security to start things off, you know. Yeah. yeah, I do like that we had four fifths of Rogue, Rogue Podron. We've got five fifths of Rogue Podron here right now. Um, that we had four fifths of Alphabet Squadron together again after like the entirety of Shadowfall. Please let none of us ever be the Eureka Quell. Um, I don't think we want though. any of us to be any of them. They're all having a bad time. I wouldn't mind being Nath if I just get described as beefy and like throwing my bulk around. Like that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> being a hero See, i like that. I, I don't like this because in this scenario i'm definitely chess oh no well if you're chess then i have to be quell and that's oh, really unfortunate <laughs> oh man oh man i don't like this thought experiment no Neither do it I. doesn't no. fit we are no. we are not we cannot liken ourselves to these five disasters somehow this is ending with me being kairos and i just yeah, yeah Actually, oh no i'm kairos i'm kairos I'm definitely the Kairos because I am the cryptid that none, nobody has Quell. ever seen. No, I take it back. I'm Kairos. Okay. You can be Quell. Great. Thanks. No. Because <laughs> anyway. I, am, I am truly the mystery that hides out elsewhere. We're not. Will someone just tell me who I am at some point? <laughs> we're not. Any I haven't of read these. any of this. We're all, <laughs> we're all nice background characters just trying to do our job. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
I am with someone, I'm off with Twilight Company. Someone just tell me what my personality is. We we just place. kind of we just kind of look off at Alphabet Squadron and go, damn, I really hope they get their shit together. It's all right. I okay, actually I say that, but the start of this book, like the first chapters, I was like, shit, this is a naval book. That means there's not gonna be a Twilight Company, and I was instantly sad about that. Yeah. I mean like things could change, but it start it seems like it's gonna be a book about fighting in space. So I'm just like, aw. Yeah. I think the only actual comparison we can make is that I'm still Hera. Oh yeah, you're absolutely Hera. And we are all Jason. Yeah. You're all <laughs> running into the background and I'm like, I'm on I'm on a call. I'm on a work call. Zeb! <laughs> Stop making out with Callus and take care of my son. <laughs> Like you're God, I wish I wish just, Julie's being answered here right now, but they're unfortunately right. off looking for your other uncle. Right. You're just perpetually the zookeeper <laughs> trying to keep the pandas inside the yeah. enclosure. Just get out of the basket, pandas. Yeah. This, this has been my life since Leo went back to work in person. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And Teddy can now walk, and he can run, oh. and he oh, can no. throw things. And oh no! no. I remember when my nephew was at that stage. Perfect Ooh. timing. Ooh. What a time. <laughs> Perfect timing. Teddy's here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's us for this episode. Uh, let's do listener questions. Hell yeah. I have an answer. Wait, you should probably ask the question first. Yeah. <laughs> How about you give the answer and then we guess what the question was? No. My answer is- no. This isn't Jeopardy. <laughs> what piece of literature would you like to see an episode of the book of Boba Fett be based on Twilight Company <laughs> does that count no okay if that no. doesn't count no then, um... in you no in universe books okay it has okay, to be okay. in our universe and yeah. that's okay, why okay. it's fun that they're making an episode based on it <laughs> That's why okay. it's fun. Okay, okay. Except I have two like I have two answers. From the bounty hunters. <laughs> I have two answers in, which bounty are related. <laughs> no! Stop it! <laughs> Mandalorian no, I, I have novelization. Two... Oh my god, is Sam is such a cheater? Sam is such a cheater. I have I have an actual question. answer because I knew that wouldn't count, okay? Um I just want to see Boba and Namir hang out. But my actual answer is like two things, but they're interconnected, which Megan will understand. Um, the Gone Away World, which is my favorite book ever, because it's just fucking bizarre, and I would like to see it. I would like to see it, basically. But the other answer is by the same author, Tiger Man, which is a book about a dad um, in a pre-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic world um, on a tropical island with a kid that he's trying his best to look after. I'm so and I want Boba Fett there, too. As soon as you said Tiger Bad, I was just like, what is with you and Tiger people? <laughs> <laughs> what is with me and Tiger people? Tigress is also there, I guess. Seth, <laughs> Seth certainly has a type. <laughs> it's not even my type. It's just there. Tigers live rent free in my brain, I guess, along with Boba It's Boba's a recurring <laughs> theme of your life. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Tiger people. <laughs> I mean, I didn't okay. even think about that when I had that answer. <laughs> okay. I was worried as soon as you said like Megan will get it. I was like, Seth, do not choose a Halo book for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I did look at my Halo books. But I was like, I don't want Boba Fett in Halo. Hell no. Don't do it. <laughs> I want. I want. I want. I want my helmeted dudes in separate franchises. It's fine. The helmets can never touch. They can <laughs> never touch. That would be 
a Seth met or Annihilator. Oh, it's like why you don't, it's like why you don't, it's it's why you don't like double up on condoms so then they're super safe yeah. because then they just break after like, they rub against it. that was not where i expected that analogy to go at all that's not what i was thinking she was gonna say but it was still good i'm still glad i pulled that out of her <laughs> what did she think i was gonna say meg i have no idea but just not that just <laughs> It's true though, kids. If you're out there, don't still, double up on condoms. I'm still really glad I got that recorded. Everybody, he's, he's doing the good this work. This has here. been life advice with Rogue Pod. Also, kids, stop listening to this podcast. Now, <laughs> please. please, God, don't listen to this podcast. I assume there are some like 18 year olds or whatever. 18's fine. And like Jenny's Jen, course- former coworkers, please stop listening. <laughs> and like, again, it's fine. it was an accident. Co-workers. It was an accident. <laughs> With the terrible state of American public education and how like sex education in school is basically just abstinence only. Like sometimes you don't know these things, even if you're older. So like, God, Rob Potron being the best educator of yeah. sex stuff I'm, in America I'm is not- really dismal. Oh. I don't like that at all. I'm uncomfortable with that. (laughs) I don't like that at all. So for my answer for the listener question, I'm going to go with um, Peanuts Comics. And just like a a pencil, like a a pencil outline of Boba Fett, just like wandering around, playing baseball with the baseball team, trying to kick Lucy's football, you know, flying the the ace with Snoopy. (laughs) That's so cute. That's very sweet. That's so cute. I'm gonna Hunger Games. So... Did I answer that last week? Yes! And you said Hunger Games last week did, too. Did I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Hunger Games. I love it. See, that's why I didn't say Hunger Games because you got it already. You got me. Same brain. Did you just try to say Hunger Games like an Australian? Um, that's how I say Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Hunger that's games. the correct pronunciation of Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Because it does games. sound like you like Crocodile Dundee kind of thing. I'm not yeah. trying to sound like anything. That is just how I say Hunger Games. <laughs> it's the same way that I say Gypsy Danger um, when I'm talking about Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> I would Danny, like it to be the Hunger Games. Danny may only have one voice that they could do. I have multiple and they're all terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and me both, Mig. You and me both. <laughs> I have one voice and it's gruff, vaguely Han Solo sounding male. You're character. so good at Han Solo. Don't <laughs> you're, no. The, like, Not no, you don't even realize you managed to put good, like, nuance between that and your Namir voice. It is yeah. impressive. Yeah. like You're you may not think you do, it. but you do. And that's why I'm Jenny, a dungeon Jenny master. <laughs> Danny's voice is no matter what character you ask him, ask them to do, it's gonna be Yoda. I thought that was they a will, great. They Akbar. will always do Yoda. That was a good Akbar. No, we've we've always joked that you're Akbar yeah. No, but you're not wrong. Yoda. You're not no, wrong. My Yoda sounds like Akbar. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's sounds it. Like Gadrin. Yeah. <laughs> which, which sounds it, like Gadrin sort of, starts it, off as his own thing, the and then it just kind of falls. Like different people hear a different thing and are like super insistent that that's the one that it was intended to be. But the just, dress. It's so, the dress. <laughs> Don't bring the dress back. Or no, what was the, what was the audio version of that? Uh, <laughs> their Akbar sounds like their Yoda, which sounds like someone else to someone else. Yeah, but it all comes. It all 
but it, it, comes back it, always, far. it always works yeah it always works it's always the appropriate it's, it's always voice. right yeah <laughs> we, we always made the right decision to have them voice that character it's for always sure. right yeah. for rogue Bot. <laughs> hunger games <laughs> <laughs> heath what was your book i don't have one what there's just too pick- there's too many books there's too many just books. look at, just look and pick no. the first book you see on your shelf just go with your robert caro johnson biography so like obviously that's like the typical answer for me but like i don't it needs to I be like a fiction want... book yeah like jurassic park what about like a stephen king book oh yeah get both in a it's... stephen king thing all right i'm just saying it's... a predictable answer is it's... better than no answer so it's it and Pennywise is in <sighs> there you go. The beast with him when he gets swallowed. That's so scary. It's that's so, so scary. It's so I love up. that. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so scary. All right, that's my answer. Yeah, I like that answer. Oh man. The Sarlacc is haunted with Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you to change a hot after being in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm faced with my worst nightmares. All right. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's a good okay. fanfic prompt. Now I want Disney to buy whatever franchise don't. owns. No, no. He don't no, let them not, buy things. No, not so that it will happen, but because that's a funny joke to make when it happens. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. What if, what if, I don't know, what if Stephen King just buys Boba Fett instead? <laughs> <laughs> just Boba Fett. Just Stephen he, has a, he has a character turn up in his book called Phoba Bit. The estate of Stephen King. <laughs> Stephen King shows up to Disney one day. He's like, Is Stephen here's, King here, dead? Here's a billion dollars. Stephen King's still I'm, alive. He's still alive. You said the estate of Stephen yeah. King. What yeah. about? I, I don't know if he has a corporation or whatever, but I mean, like, his. Stephen entity. King Inc. Stephen yeah. King Inc. shows up to Disney one day and here's like, here's a billion dollars for Boba Fett. Are they going to say like, no? All right. No. Please read the listener <laughs> questions. <laughs> no, I love that. I really enjoy that. All right. Uh, Adam Ashford said, Don Quixote, a retired shuttle pilot, reads so many hollow books about Jedi of the Old Republic that he becomes convinced that he is one. He's arrested by Imperials after attack- attacking an ATST, and several factions attempt to rescue him or capture him themselves. <laughs> Nice. I can see that actually happening in Star Wars. Like someone yeah. convinced that they're a Jedi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's absolutely something that would happen. <laughs> yeah. That'd be an interesting book. Yeah. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, 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 I feel the I, no, I definitely like, watched <laughs> I definitely watched that episode of The Mandalorian, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like things things just kind of keep happening like fortuitously that makes it yeah, so, so somehow works out. Like yeah. It's or like, or it's like they you're not have like the a force, buddy. You're just lucky. They have like a buddy who's force sensitive, right? <laughs> but doesn't say anything, <laughs> so they're convinced that they have the force. Oh. I would read that book, <laughs> and they'll just be like, "Look, I moved it. Did you see that? Oh wow! Wow, Whoa. great work! You're oh. really good at this. Wow, Yay, you're, Jenny. <laughs> you're Jenny. You're <laughs> Jenny." <laughs> why has no one ever said jetty 
canonically in Star Wars as like a That's dig a really at, like, good I question. Don't, well, I, mean, I don't know what you people do. That's definitely we, how yeah, Din we, will say it the first time that he says it. Why didn't yeah. we get Din Dejarin saying, "Are you a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a Jedi? That was really perfect." <laughs> <laughs> Luke's just like, <laughs> it It makes no sense that everyone would pronounce a word the same way. It doesn't. That's not what happens. Especially when we die. J? The Yeti. The Yeti. The like, Yeti. Honestly, it should be a running gag that, like, like Jedi has never pronounced correctly post Endor. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Like the Jedi are here. Uh, no, you mean we're the Jedi. We're the Jedi. We we get this all the time. <laughs> it's not spelled like that, though. <laughs> all right, we've come through exactly one. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're slowly getting there. But by there's bit. only a few. We're it's okay. a good thing. It's a good thing there were only four this week. There's a lot of glistening attack of the clone Anakin's to be awarded. <laughs> Yubsy said, "Pride and Prejudice. Sometimes Boba Fett just wants to feel fancy." I support this. For that. Yeah, I support that. Will there be like a hand scene? Is that the one that has a hand scene in it? Yeah. I mean, you yeah. already know what the hand scene is in my head, so. <laughs> Sav, it could be so many things, though. Yeah. Did I mean, Boba. <laughs> yeah, didn't Boba, but it's like glove. Gloves we on don't gloves. need details glove. about what the hands are doing. Let's move on <laughs> to the next one. It's a glove on glove scene. Yeah. That Saucy. hot Boba Fett glove on glove action. <laughs> I need to leave. You're allowed to take the gloves off. I need to leave the room. Gloves. Saf is like, gotta open a window. It's hot in here suddenly. Ooh, gotta turn on my fan. Oh, I heard the I heard the word gloves three times, and now I'm all hot and bothered. <laughs> Ow. <sighs> Tom the fanboy. Tom, stop writing such long answers. Why is it so long, Tom? There was like three separate tweets. It said, the man in the iron mask. It shows how shortly before the Battle of Yavin, some Corellian stole Boba Fett's armor and used it to impersonate Boba for years. He and a team of old clones managed to track him down just before he delivered Han Solo to Jabba. Boba wasn't in full effect at the pit of Carcoon because the poser took very bad care of the armor. Hence, Boba's shock that a simple tap on his back activated his rocket. He let Cobb Vanth hold on to it so long because Cobb was reloading it, even if he couldn't repair it. I bet if I, I, had, that that's if like I knew actually the source material, theory. I would think that this was a very good answer. That's yeah. like, this is like a canonical answer, probably. Yeah, <laughs> this is what we want, Tom. This is too smart of an answer for us. <laughs> like, I can't, poke, I can't poke holes in it. I can't. Yeah. It's it too smart. It makes too <laughs> If it sounds sense. too much like it could be real, it's not what we want. Congrats <laughs> on your new gig, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Writing for this. Why the fuck Finally, didn't I get given that gig? Uh, because you just put robots and you kept yeah, having because... to leave every time there were two helmets in the same room. Yeah. We all yeah, know okay. you've been secretly writing for Lucasfilm <laughs> Undercover for years and that's why the rogue pod predictions keep Danny, coming you can't, you can't just reveal that publicly. Well, then stop complaining about how you're not getting chosen to write these things when we all know that you are and it's just an, an unspoken Look, I have to hold up. I have to hold up the facade so that yeah. junior boys don't come for me. I about the contract. Saf stands yeah. for Shadow Son Alexander Free. <laughs> right. I hate how well that works. <laughs> I really 
hate how well that works. <laughs> oh my god! Because I always joke. I always <laughs> joke about how my pseudonym for writing will be something is something a something if, so I can just make it Seth. Oh my god! Shadows the real shadow. Different. Oh my god! The real shadow son. What's the friend we made along? Yes! The way? <laughs> Oh my god, it would have been so funny if we planned this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know I did it? <laughs> so funny. Um, finally, Catch-22 said, My book of Boba Fett choice won't surprise anyone. Pitfalls faced by New Republican Mandalorian and the Alphabet books bear some interesting parallels to those of the Allies. Watching Thames, Fett, and Fennec Shand make some of the absurdity would be interesting. And they could even throw in someone's, everyone's favorite furry pilot from Legends to sow further chaos. Plenty of opportunity for Ewok Joyrides in the B25s, and just under two dozen opportunities for characters to confuse catch and catch. Uh, I am I the only one that doesn't actually know what book is being referred to here? I think it's Allies. No. Is it? I've forgotten the books we've read. Maybe. Is it Catch Twenty <laughs> Two? Oh, it's, it's a reference to one of our. Oh, books. it's Catch Twenty Two. I think so. Oh, Catch Twenty Two. Oh, 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 actual. Catch oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Got it. Yep. I have not read that. I'm so sorry. Um, I would love. I Ewok Joyride. <laughs> yeah, I would love I, Ewok Joyride. I, I hope that Catch is uh in canon. Like I oh hope Catch is in the in the Rogue Squadron movie but it's oh my god like give catch. me it's actual catch with prosthetic like yeah give me like it's cola lara kara and donan and, and cola King of droids and kitch and cola yeah hey, give us all of that gosh, that's right you... listeners we do sometimes remember things from seasons five through seven hey, i remember very hey, specific things because they relate to a droid hey star wars stop being cowards make cola can <laughs> make cola can and make tonin king of droid cannons come on Yup, yeah. yup, Commander. You owe me after L3. We ask for so little. We truly do. Compared to the other fans, we ask for so yeah, little. we ask for nothing. We're like, hey, put an Ewok in a movie. Make sure everyone knows their Literally. name is Cola. And also, don't be racist. Don't be racist. Also, <laughs> also can you give us a it's, it's our two demands. Once? That's all we ask. Right. Is it a bobbin? <laughs> we just need you to say yes. You just don't have to racist. say yes. Don't be transphobic. Don't be homophobic. Don't be... Right. Hey, don't be oppressive. We, and, we have uh, some demands. Uh, yeah. Still but least demands in some of those days. pretty easy to meet. Right. We're <laughs> not asking you to retcon Luke Skywalker. Like bar, The bar is on the core of the earth, is what we're saying. <laughs> the, the bar is being a decent human being, so please, I'm begging you. <laughs> please. <laughs> this week's um, question... Oh, wait, we have two glossing bodies. Yeah. I'm giving bodies to the one, two, four people who <laughs> responded this week. Everyone gets Bodhi. Everyone else is getting a glistening attack of the clones and again. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm just I'm giving a I'm this giving was a, such a end. good question. In in defense of our listeners, our episode average length has definitely gone from one to two hours over the course of the last year or two. So like <laughs> yeah. that's a lot harder to listen to, especially when we right. are putting these right. out weekly, which is rare, admittedly. But like this is one of those weeks where that is happening. <laughs> yeah. I'll cut them a little bit of slack on that. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. We do need to ask him on Twitter more often so people actually. Yeah. So some internal feedback is to ask it. On Twitter. Harass our listeners on Twitter. They yeah. love it. Got it. Um, nice. I want to give a glistening hand touching Bodhi to Pride <laughs> and Prejudice. 
I don't want that. <laughs> too yubsy, too yubsy. I, I do want that. I'm glad that's now in our arsenal. Is, <laughs> yeah, it, really. uh, is, it, is it a glistening Borgullet tentacle touching a glistening Bodhi? Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what you get, yubsy. Thank you for that. It's canonically, it makes sense. That's I want a fancy Bodhi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's good thing. Award you just <laughs> that should be that should just be the, the slogan of our podcast. That's what you get, Yumsy. <laughs> you're gonna get what we give you, and you're going to enjoy. It. I don't know what I'm gonna else put you down wanted, your trophy shelf. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get, Yumsy. Yeah, change the Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get, Yumsy. <laughs> <laughs> This week, that's not me. Do I say that? No, I don't say that. That's he. Says it. I'm like, so excited to say words. I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. I'm excited. He's just trying to get us to the two-hour mark. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> this week, what are the Imperials complaining about? The New Republic canceling this week. <laughs> um, I I need to compose a tweet thread. So. Oh my god, that's a great idea. Um. Oh my god, I'm gonna make one of those stupid graphics. Can we all just like role play some ridiculous yeah, conservative celebrity? It's gonna be good. This. Yes. Like, oh, I'll I'm be so like Charlie Kirk. <laughs> Cut to one week later when none of us have done any of these things and we're all coming up with an answer out of our butt because we forgot to think about it for a week. That's exactly what's gonna happen. I'm gonna do it just to spite you now. Yeah, I'm gonna do it just to spite you from this now. Hey, that <laughs> was the goal. Say- hey, Meg, start I'm- a new DM on Twitter. That's all of us except Danny, and we'll do this. <laughs> Great. We're all gonna role play it together. I, I am it. convinced we're, that that already we're, exists. We're gonna, I do not believe you for a next- second that that doesn't already exist. My paranoid, we're show up anxious next week brain, ready and prepared. Yeah. To prove be them like, wrong. Look, we had it. Here are screenshots. Here are the receipts. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. We care. <laughs> okay, now you can talk, Seth. <laughs> Oh my god, it's, I, I love to read. <clears throat> <laughs> this nine page long Google Doc is yeah. evidence of that fact. Seth, <laughs> you've been reading all night. Don't you want to break? <laughs> no. I'm going to read more after this. So, you can answer our answer. <laughs> <laughs> you might like to read, but you're not that good at it. <laughs> yeah, it's not written down, is the problem. <laughs> Meg, this, so Seth, just mean. read it exactly how it's written. Meg, that um, was so mean, but so good. <laughs> it was deserved. You can answer our question and on Twitter at our Twitter account, Rogue Podron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you want to know more about intrusive fungi thoughts, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google. Spotify, hey, give us a deal and give us some money, please. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, please. We love reviews. Um, I really want to eat some stars. I'm so hungry. Speaking of intrusive fungi thoughts, <laughs> I was like online shopping at an Asian grocery store and I got to the mushroom section and I just added all of the mushrooms to my Here we go. Car. That's it. Asian mushrooms are so much better. <laughs> is mold a type of fungus? No, it is mold a protist. Oh, okay. No, a mold or mold is a fungus. I just read that off, off the internet. 
<laughs> I wasn't yelling at you. I was just very excited. Meg, wrap it up. Take us home. Okay. Meg. Do, I, do I trust the expert or the internet? No, Next I do time. trust Annie on this. It's literally time. what just happened on this podcast. <laughs> Next time. Danny, I'm sorry to believe you. Uh, you guys time. are second guessing it. I'm looking it up now. Um, oh. We are both right. It's fungus like protists are molds. Oh, there we go. We're both right. I love it when we're both right. <laughs> All right, Meg, take us away. <laughs> I'm trying. Last night on Rogue Padron. <laughs> Next time on Rogue Padron, Alphabet Squadron, Victory's Price, chapters four through six. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, well, maybe some, maybe some molds are fungus and some molds are protists. Oh, interesting. Because I do have intrusive mold thoughts. Sorry. We're good here. I just spilled the yucky nail stuff all over me. We're all good here. I just got to not lick my hands. Um, nail stuff? What are you talking about? That, that 100% triggered my fight, flight, or freeze. I'm sorry! <laughs> You're just going to say I spilled the yucky nail stuff on myself. You know, the stuff you paint on your nails to not along. bite them. The bitter, like, yeah. It's yucky. Okay. You don't want to bite your nails because it's yucky. I just spilled it all over my hands. We're all good here. We're all, It's all yeah, good so here. Don't stop, worry about it. Stop licking your hands. <laughs> I got to not lick my hands for the rest of this. We're all good. Um, 